You're listening to episode 23 of the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe, and as usual, fresh back from the US, here's Mitch. I've got my J's on my feet, so that's 23. 23. 23. Jordan. Oh. Miley's new song. No. Sporting reference? Yeah. Yes. That's why I didn't get it. Fair enough. Yes. Know, Hi. I'm... Fresh back. I, I didn't get an accent. So no. I don't think so. Oh, well. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the South. I they went to California. Did California. California have an accent? No. Or do they just speak Mexican? It's a bit of that. <laughs> it's a weird accent it's a bit of amalgam of everything Mm. with a bit of Spanish put in something about the Spanish did like the Latina women really and I had to learn Latina not Latino I thought Latino was a generic term I didn't know it was a male masculine or feminine really (laughs) yeah so Latina haven't you ever noticed in the names and stuff the female names end in A and the males end in A no no no. All right. Well, we'll probably get back to your American trip in a little bit. We'll go through our normal rigmarole that we normally do. We'll start with gaming. Gaming. And both of us have been actually playing. We got back into it. A fair bit of gaming. I'm playing on my old box. Yes. Xbox. That is. Yeah. Well, last time we spoke, I got back into Mass Effect. Yep. Mass Effect Two. Sorry. And that's on my old Xbox, so I have to play it on there. But I found it was sort of. I liked I like playing on my old one again, even though it's a shitty old CRT tally. It was retro gaming for me. It felt like, oh, this is what it was like <laughs> two years ago. But it was good. But I, I sort of, before I went overseas, I, I was playing Mass Effect and really liked it. And on holidays a few times, I, like, I just want to fucking play Mass Effect. But I stayed with a friend over there, a mutual friend of ours, and he's a, he's a bit of a gamer, a PC gamer, so I won't hold that against Politically him. correct? Yeah. And he loves Mass Effect. And we were talking about it. And in his lounge room, there is that poster of Mass Effect 2. Every time I saw it, I was like, I just want to fucking go home and play Mass Effect. Even though I'm in America. I, that's what I wanted to do. So I've come home and I have finished that. Which yep. was a great game. Really, really good game. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. We've discussed it before that you're a fantasy game. So you like wearing your slip-on leather booties with a curl up at the toes. Yep. And I'm a sci-fi sort of guy. So you play, what, Fable, Fable I suppose. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. Your, an equivalent sort of game to the Mass Effect but yeah really really dug it and it mm. finished really well the first one finished well like epic like you spend all this time getting to a point and yeah you get to the final climactic bit at the end I was like yeah that, that was really good and worth it so I would have been upset getting close to the end because I was doing all the missions and I knew I had one mission to go like to finish the storyline and I had all these side missions that you, you can do or not and I'm like oh just one more mission just I'll just do that and then I'm like oh I've got no more that's it I'm done I've seen everything now, does it work like your normal RPG where you kind of level up by doing grinding type missions before you do a big mission I assume so yeah. like you, you collect things and you spend that on research and that makes your ship more powerful and your shields more powerful and your guns and all these sort of things but yeah. I never noticed that I did them oh, okay. so I mean I did upspec things yeah. but I'm not sure how much if I didn't upspec them if it would have affected the game I, I didn't take enough notice of that I just wanted to play it as quickly and as easily as possible so okay. I, I got better at it it took me ages to figure out how to do it because yeah. I don't listen okay. <laughs> I'm terrible with those skill trees and that sort of shit. Yeah. Because I think he's got powers. I've never used them. My character, like, you got, like, force powers or something. Never used them. Okay. Mm. Mm. I just like shooting. Yeah, because that was something that really annoyed me in Fable, the fact that you had to have a certain amount of... I'm not sure if they called it XP or whether they called it something else, but you, you had to have a certain level before you could do missions, and sometimes you had to go and like grind a couple of other missions and get your XP up, and then you could open up other missions. Which no, I mean, there's nothing stopping yeah. you. Oh, that's good. But I guess it's just harder. Yeah. One day I will borrow that off you. And yeah, I got to bed the girl I was wanting to. to the blue alien chick? No, I, I screwed her in the first game. This time it was Miranda, which is 
voiced by Yvonne Strzowski or whatever her name is, the Aussie chick from Clutch Powers. Chuck. Yeah, from that too. <laughs> you can yes. tell who's the parent here. <laughs> I was wooing a couple of the characters on the Normandy. Okay. And I, uh, yes, I, I got my Miranda. Were you Femme Shepherd or were you Male Shepherd? Male Shepherd. I tried to make him look like me and ended up with some square jawed redhead. I don't know what happened. But, but <laughs> so he did look shepherd. like you. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so the thing is, I would have been upset if I didn't know I had Mass Effect 3 waiting for me at some point in the future. So um, that's fine. I've got that and the terrible ending that comes with it. I can look forward to that as well. Well, you can download the free DLC that changes the ending and you can just play it with a new ending. But I don't know how it works. But yeah, so I'm I'm happy to go back to that world. I'm very good at that. Still not tempted to try Dragon Dragon Age. That's the same guys. Yeah. That's their fantasy version. Yeah. Don't care. I don't know what it is. Give me lasers. But don't give me dragons. Yes. But so Dragon Age is purely, what do they call it? High fantasy mm. magic and all that sort of stuff. I, like, I haven't played it myself. I've watched someone else play a little bit of it. I did get kind of tempted when they had it on sale for like nine bucks a couple of months ago and they had one of their ultimate sales. I thought to myself, no. I've got other RPGs in my pile of shame that I could be playing. Like, I picked up Nier, which is. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a Japanese one or not, but that's one that a lot of people have, have talked up as being quite a good RPG. Mm-hmm. And again, I've just got that sitting there, but I haven't really touched it. Like maybe Sleeping Dogs and yeah, Fallout yeah, 3. And... Well, I've, actually, I was cleaning up my hard drive on the Xbox the other day, and I was just looking at all the freebies we've been getting as part of this Games for Gold. You've been getting. I just well, chose not yeah. to. And I've got quite a big hard drive. I can't remember what size it is. But <laughs> That's not what I was bragging. <laughs> I was looking at it the other day, and I only had like three gig free. And I was like, well, maybe I need to go and uninstall some of the, the discs I've actually installed onto it, because I've finished playing those games now and stuff. But then I went through, and I've got all these games for gold I've been downloading. You can back them up on it. Yeah, I can put them on a stick or if need be I can just delete them and re-download them for free again. But That's if, like, that's if there's still a marketplace after true, that's, November. Yeah. But the the two that we've had this month as part of the Games for Gold, I've gone and downloaded, even though I haven't played them yet. And that was Heroes of Might and Magic, I think was the first one for the month, which is kind of, I think it's a turn-based RPG game. Okay. And then on the 16th of this month, Halo 3 was the, the Games for Gold. And I've got Halo 3 on a disc and I've probably played about two thirds of it before I stopped. I don't really know why I stopped. I just, I just stopped. maybe got to a hard part. <laughs> Maybe one of those shitty driving bits in Halo, I don't know. But yeah, I just stopped and never went back. But I thought, well, I may as well download it. You were wearing the iPad. I was. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, but... Yeah, we, we talked in our very first episode about the pile of shame, but my electronic pile of shame now, I think, is almost as big as my physical disc pile of shame. I mean, that's the good thing about the Xbox One coming out, is maybe I'll get through some of this pile of shame, unless some crazy game comes out that makes me buy an X-Bone, but I doubt anything's going to come out that's going to make me do that. Yeah, I was kind of saying that to myself the other day. I was thinking, at least when the new one comes out, I won't be tempted to buy anything and I can just Oh, there'll still be games going, for, the X, for the 360. Yeah. They'll still bring out Jewel, like, I mean, the moment you know, there's batman yeah origins or whatever that's gonna yeah well come out in both and lego marvel, marvel is going to come out yeah. in both yeah i was in jb hi-fi earlier in the week and i was just looking at some of the the pre-orders they had and they had their yeah, batman pre-order was there and they had lego marvel which i think came out today might yeah. be going to come out tomorrow Mm. Actually, no, it was next week it comes out, and WWE 2K14 actually comes out tomorrow. Yeah, and the pre-order, pre-order for the... Thirteen. Well, the pre-order bonus for that was the Ultimate Warrior, which was kind of tempting. But yeah, they still had stuff that was tempting me on the 360. But I think maybe in a couple of weeks, once the uh, well, next month when the X1 comes out, maybe we might see a little bit of a price drop in Xbox 360 games. I don't know. Maybe. Well, and guaranteed people, there is no GTA talk. Yes. None of us have it, so you won't have any <laughs> GTA talk. Yeah. As, as opposed to every other podcast that came out in the last six weeks. 
weeks. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, the last GTA game that I played and really enjoyed was on the PlayStation 1. That's and the it was the, one. the top-down one. <laughs> yes. When you could run over the Harry Krishnas. Did you ever play that? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, it's a great game. Fair enough. Hmm. So, yes. But no, there, there is still interesting stuff out there. Well, I did download two games as well. I downloaded a demo for my wife, and that's Mickey's House of Illusion, which is just Mickey's Mario, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of fun for the demo. I, I sort of played it out going, oh, yeah. But I also downloaded, and I totally forget its name, but it's from the Telltale Games who made Walking Dead from last year. Yeah. It's based on the comic book Fables by Bill Willingham. Oh, okay. And it's the turn, you know, choose your own adventure. Or I know what you call them. Um, point and click adventure? Point and click adventures based on this fables game and it's free okay it's on the xbox it was free i just looked through it it's like there it was i was like oh i'll download you haven't looked at it since but that was on the weekend so i look forward to checking that out because i like fables i enjoyed what little i played of the walking dead so hey sounds all right yeah Yeah. well speaking of freebies they had a couple earlier in the month as well they had another rpg called ascent i think it was that was a a free-to-play rpg that again i've downloaded haven't touched it's free to play and they're gonna sting you as i've got a feeling it might be a little bit like Crimson Alliance where it's free to play but if you want to get achievements and you know tart up your character you have to buy that. Oh I like tarting up characters. But I don't know I haven't looked into that at all. Sounds like fantasy. And then there was well it is fantasy. Yeah I'm not going to touch it. And then there was the World Series of Poker game that was free as well but again I'm I'm not sure if that's what are they called freemium. Freemium. Where you get your one free hand a day or whatever, and then if you want to pay Keep more, you pay more. pay more. But I don't know. But yeah, other than that, we haven't really been playing anything new because both of us have been sucked back into an old favourite, haven't we? Yes. Well, it wasn't an old favourite. No. It was becoming a new favourite. Yeah. Think. Well, both of us have now jumped back on board with Borderlands 2, mainly because they're doing well, the... We just happen, it just happened to be now. Because we went and started Gears, Gears one. of War again. Yeah. Just for the... Because <laughs> we, we had a bit of nostalgia. Hard to believe that something five years old is nostalgic. But we sort of go... Well, I want to play that again. So we started that and we got through a fair bit, actually, in one session. Yeah, the first two chapters? Yep. And then and it was sort of like our two favourite games were Gears and Borderlands. I was like, maybe we should give Borderlands to another go. Yeah. And again, and talking to Jace when I was over there, he, in America, he loved Borderlands 2. Yep. And he's played it that many times. And he was talking about how it's so much better than the first one. And I'm thinking, that's not better than the first one. What are you talking about? Jive talking <laughs> over. So, and discussing it. It's like, maybe, maybe I did it wrong. I don't know. So we came back and we discussed it and we started playing again. Just so happens that right now, as an incentive, incentive, I don't know if it's Shift or whoever Gearbox yeah. put on a loot hunt. Yep. So basically it's... It's like every day there's a new challenge where if you fight a certain boss, he'll drop a decent gun for you, maybe. Yeah. So it just incentivizes you to go back and replay parts of the game without actually doing anything new. Yeah, exactly. They're not redesigning a game. They're not doing any DLC. All they're doing is upping. I don't know how they control your game from the web, but obviously they can. Well, it's probably the same way they did. Like, I know when I was heavily into Gears, they had those Horde weekends oh, that's where, right, they'd, where, you could only use where they'd put a patch or... through on the Horde and you'd get like double XP or you'd get... Oh, that's Right, so Only, you know, it must be that way. Yeah, so I guess it's something that they. Yeah, I mean, there's actually cash value for it for people in the, in the states as well. It's fifty thousand dollars or something. Yeah, like the, and PlayStation Vitas and Turtle Beach headsets and stuff they're giving away. But here in Australia, I don't think we're eligible for that, unfortunately. No, yeah. So you go in and every day it's a new challenge, and you can go play it as many times as you want. And you've actually done this a few times. Yeah, we we're get, talking getting about better it just game, before. Getting better guns as sometimes. Yeah, sometimes if you go back and so it's all random as per the rest of the game. But yeah, so it sort of made it interesting again. So we started playing and I just 
fucking hated it when we first started. And I was yep. like, what is wrong with this? And I've mentioned it before, I loved my sniper character in the first game. So I played the assassin again in the second game, not the same character and a different attribute. And I may have mentioned this in the podcast when we talked about Borderlands 2, but... Which was this time last year, actually, when we yeah. completed Borderlands and 2. my character is shit. Like, he doesn't have his blood wing, which was this bird who'd go out and kill things for me, which made life a lot easier. Yeah. The new attribute this assassin has is he can turn invisible, so the baddies will attack my, inv- you know a hologram of me and I'll go around and can kill them it's not the way I play the game and I hate it so I just didn't use it I didn't get any advantage from it and I just didn't enjoy playing it yeah as opposed to when I was playing the commando with the turret and the turret is just almost an instant win button you just throw the turret down and that you were getting a benefit of it and there were things that I didn't like because with Bloodwing I had attributes affixed to him and he'd go out and he'd basically, whenever he killed people, they drop more loot than normal. Yeah. So at the end of a battle with your turret and my bloodwing going around doing his stuff, there's just bodies and there's loot everywhere. Yeah. And it was awesome. Now I've got none of that. So that's not rewarding. So it was really shitty. And I remember back they introduced a new character months ago called the Technomancer. And she has this robot that she sends out. So it's essentially similar to Bloodwing. Yeah. But it's a robot that goes out and does your bidding. And I got up to like level 10. I don't know why I started and why I stopped. But mm. I thought, no, fuck. Fuck this. I'm going <laughs> to go back and, and use that character again. So I'm playing with this character and I'm having a ball. I'm really enjoying the game again. It also helps it with... I wouldn't say we're cheating. I'd call it exploiting or... I think the technical term for it is power leveling. Power leveling. Okay. Well, what happens is if you play co-op, you share cash yep. that you get uh, and XP. So your character is way more ahead of me because I went and started a new one. So you're playing on your second playthrough now. And I'm, yeah, about halfway through my second playthrough. So you're a level what character now? Uh, just clocked 47. 47, today. where I was level 10 not long ago. Yeah. Now, what we found out is if you come into my game, you are you pretty much kill everyone one shot because I'm fighting level 10 characters. You're level 40 and you're just wiping through everything yeah but you're getting bugger all xp for doing that yeah and you're progressing through the story and i'm getting through that's fine and that that helps me which is great what we also find we knew this with the last game as well but if i go into your game i will die in a second because everything you're fighting is also level 40 but if i just hide and you go and do everything the money's so much more like you get so much more money and the xp is huge and i just level up i don't do anything i just watch you fight and hide and hope not to die (laughs) And yeah, so that's what we did last time. Like with Borderlands 1, we could do things like that. And we yep. learned that. What we've done this time... We've kind of stacked it a step back. <laughs> yeah. And basically, I remember I had like $5,000 in cash. And then you gave me a couple of guns that you didn't need from your game. And instantly I went to $20,000 <laughs> just by selling those guns. Next time I got on the machine, I had $600,000. <laughs> because you, we've got our, each other's characters on our... We've got each other's um, logins on yeah, each other's Xbox. So when I go to your place, I can log in and play. You can do the same at mine. So you were home from yeah, yeah. I was on a day off. From you're on a day off, so you logged me in, sat me in a corner, went off and just played. Yeah, so I pretty much played split screen with myself and had <laughs> you just sitting near the uh, the entrance point of a level. And I ran through and did all the killing and watched you level up. And somehow made $600,000. That was because I actually gave you some money. That wasn't just picking up. Oh, fair enough. Still, that's a lot of money. But But really, yeah, you were just sitting in in, the entrance point not moving. And then I went through most of a level and killed everything. And then I used your character to go and pick up the guns that were left behind so you could sell those. And yeah, I found I'd leveled up, I don't know how many times, but I think five or so. I'm I'm a much higher level now than I was. So now I'm going back and playing solo. 
solo doing my level 12 missions where I was at, yeah. but with a level 19 character. So I'm kicking ass. And this <laughs> is what I realized, what I loved in Borderlands 1. Yeah. And it's only because my last memory of Borderlands 1 was my second playthrough. I had the best loadout of guns that I could find. A lot of one-shot kill guns and things like that. And yeah. everything was great. I could do it all. I was God. Exactly. And I loved being God. And then going through and playing Borderlands 2, I wasn't God. And it was hard. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And that's what I didn't like. And even, But playing with the Technomancer this time was more fun. Yeah. But it was still hard. But now I've been leveled up to a point. <laughs> I'm kicking some major butt. And it, it's like, this is what I remember. Exactly. I like this. Because I'm being attacked by things and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep running. It's like, oh, I'm not, it's not going to kill me. I'll just keep working towards the next mission. So I'm happy to be back. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And so much so I actually forked out and bought the season pass. Yep. And I'm stupid because I noticed the season pass was on sale probably a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, yeah, I'm not we really playing it. I, we I shouldn't buy it. Back then. But now, yeah, they've come out with another Vault Hunter mode or something on top of the Season Pass. So I bought the Season Pass, which was four lots of DLC, and then there's another little add-on as well, which I think was another 495 that now takes your level cap up to 72. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the main reason I bought it is because I'm getting close to what the level cap without the DLC was, and I thought, well, I want to go further. And then they're now releasing... Wouldn't that have been a good place to stop? And play something else. It would have been, yes. And then you could have gone back to it later. I could have. <laughs> but why stop when you're on top? <laughs> but anyway. So, but yeah, they're, they're releasing another lot of DLC they're calling Headhunter Packs, which I don't really know a lot about because I haven't done much reading into it yet. But yeah, the first one is TK Baja has come back from the first game as a zombie. And I think it's like a zombie killing spree or something like that. But extra weapons or something, I don't know. But cool. yeah, so now I've got the DLC. So I figured I'd probably finish my second playthrough and then start the DLC rather than jumping into it now. Yep. But yeah, I'm loving this loot hunt. I've picked up a lot of gold weapons and I'm well very done, happy with that. Gearbox. Good good yeah, initiative. It is a good initiative. So there you go, I've done something right. And obviously we're not the only ones that feel this way because I've noticed a couple of people on my friends list on my Xbox that were Borderlands people that I played with last year when we played it originally and they haven't really been online playing Borderlands. They've been, you know, Call of Duties and GTAs and stuff. But now I go online and a lot of them are popping up saying... It's because yeah, of GTA is probably why they've done this. Timing-wise. Yeah, timing-wise it almost... And actually another reason why they did it is because the Game of the Year edition came out with all the DLC on oh, disc, okay. which helps as well. Okay. Mm. And actually, it's actually not a bad deal though. Game of the Year edition because I know when we bought Borderlands 1 we waited till the Game of the Year edition yeah, well, we weren't interested well, yeah, exactly. that. and everyone kept talking about it going what is it about this game that we're missing yeah. yes. but I know when we bought Borderlands new it was like $80 new and now it's like $80 for the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC which I just paid you know, $29 for so. I like points much better you don't know what dollars mean I know when you when you look at it and go 2,400 points, you go, oh, that's not too bad. But then when you go 29.95 and 4.95, yeah, it gets a bit much. Yeah. But just jumping back there, talking about expensive games, I did read today that Microsoft are continuing the free games for gold. They are? Yeah. There was talk that it was going to stop when the Xbox One came out, but mm. um, they've actually announced today that it is going to continue. Well, there's plenty of backlog. Exactly. To get people going. I mean, what's it doing? It's not like they're supporting new games. It'll just, well, actually, they may have to, well, for 360s. For 360s, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's all there. In a way, it's good because it's encouraging people to spend money on gold gold for their 360. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that, that's pretty much all I've been playing at the moment. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's plenty. Of, oh, wait, on. One more thing. You did mention last month about Puzzle Quest Marvel or Marvel Puzzle Quest yeah, for I the did. iOS. Yes. 
And I tried it and I wasn't impressed. It's not as good as Candy Crush. Like no. it, it doesn't. It's a bit clunky, and it's not as good as Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest is awesome. It's just a, it's a little bit clunky. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was over in the states, Jace loves his Match Three games, yeah. and he loves Puzzle Quest. I know he's finished it like three times. And I said, "Oh, there's a Marvel Puzzle Quest you're playing." Is <gasps> and like before I could finish, he grabbed his iPad to download it. it wasn't okay. available in the states. Okay, so I'm not sure if it's a beta test here in Maybe Australia or what. It's bizarre. But yeah, it just wasn't available to him. So yeah. that was a bit weird. It's funny because I downloaded it and I mentioned it to my wife because she was a big Puzzle Quest fan as well. And she's got an iPad mini. And she tried to download it. And when she first got it, it came up saying that she needed a patch for it or something or an update for it. And she tried doing the update. But every time her screensaver kicked in, it kicked her out of the update. It's weird. I mean, you can't play it offline. No. That's the worst thing about it. It's not like... Yeah, like so I want to play it because I'll do my Candy Crush deal. Yeah. And then when I run out of moves or whatever, I'll it's a default game I can go back to. So it's but uh, if like in the states I couldn't do it if okay. I wasn't yeah. in a Wi-Fi area. Yeah, and things it's weird. It's like so I can't do it on my iPad because it's only like it's got to be in a Wi-Fi area as well. Oh, okay, so I tried to play it you know out once and it's just like no, it's got to be connected. It's like who writes a game like that? Yeah. Douches. Oh, but no, I I thought I'd give it a try, but I don't think I'll be sticking with it. No, it's the same. Yes. Well, that's our gaming. Yes, Other which is that, plenty. Yeah, it is quite a it's bit. A lot game. more. I spend a lot more time on. Well, games I must than say, I have in a long time. Yeah, me too. And I found that I'm doing that thing where I'm staying up till you know after yes, midnight. Yes, Just one oh. more level. Just one more level, sort of thing. Yes, my wife saying, "I think you need to set the alarm again because I set an <laughs> alarm that will go off at ten past twelve to tell me to go to bed, and I didn't need it anymore. And maybe I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were playing the other night, you're online, and I was like. I'm just going to jump in, give you a couple of guns, and then I'm going to go. And then I jumped out of your game, and then I thought, yeah, I might just finish this mission myself. <laughs> and next thing I know, it was like midnight, and I was like, oh, Mitch has actually just gone offline, and here I am still playing it. Yes, it's very much a time sink, isn't it? But yes. It's an enjoyable time But hit sink. us up if you're Borderlands 2 players. And yeah. At least there's actually real people out there listening. <laughs> the Clickbots play Borderlands, don't they? I hope so. Xbox people only. Yeah. All well and good if you're playing online through Steam, but you know, we don't do that. No. Which is a shame. But uh, right. other than Xboxing, I've been, been watching a little bit of TV. Yeah, so your position on the couch doesn't change, just your content on the box does. No, I think I sit up a bit more when I'm playing <laughs> Xbox. I'm more of a, a, a lounge back while I'm watching TV. Mm. We've had the Breaking Bad finale. La, 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 which la. I'm not going to mention, but Excellent. you are now getting closer. Oh, probably about eight episodes from the end. Yeah, you said last month you were going to try and catch up. We tried up, and just, yeah, but, um, just no, didn't happen. But have you been to the cinema with Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad? No. No, well, I have. So you, I may, you may have finished the series, but I was in... Was it a cinema? No, it was Disneyland, and it was Captain EO, <laughs> and he was sitting three seats down from me. But I don't care, that counts. <laughs> that fucking counts. Yes. The day after the finale, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And if you'd have watched it, you could have talked to him about it. But... I could have, but there was a douche already going, Hey, man, you're Jesse Pinkman! <laughs> and I just thought, I don't want to be that guy. Did he go, yo? No. no you, you could tell it was just like, I just want to fucking enjoy Disneyland, you fucking cunt. Yeah. Well, I could be putting words in his mouth. He may not be thinking about it. <laughs> yes. yes. He's an American. He would have said motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, they don't say the seatbelt. Not very often. Yeah, because Jace was telling me that. He goes, don't. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> it's like, well, he goes, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they find it very offensive, apparently. Mm, there you go. Like everyone else. Not, not like Australians. <laughs> Australians, it's a term of endearment. Yes, well, that's how I use it. Yes. But anyway. But no, so was it worth it? A lot of shows finish and people are a bit like, eh. Without saying any spoilers, it ended how I thought it would end. Mm-hmm. And I was happy with the ending. 
I've heard most yep. positive. Like I think Dexter just finished as well, and yeah, a few a people, lot of people were disappointed were with upset that. With Dexter. Obviously, Lost was just Lost. Was, the Breaking Bad finale was enough to get Damon Lindelof off Twitter. Okay. Yeah, because he's very funny on Twitter. Was, but yeah, he got enough abuse anyway. And then okay. at the end of Breaking Bad, basically, he got that much abuse saying, see, that's how you fucking end a show. <laughs> he goes, all right, I get it. I'm done. And he, he's off Twitter now. Okay. See, see, I didn't even bother with the end of Lost. I think I got, that to, was the, fine. I got to the last season and then I just... You got that far. <laughs> I know. It did so much into it. And then eventually it was... Just the thing so is, different. it's not about that last episode. It's about no. the journey. Yeah. I would like to whoop something a little more with the last, but I'm happy with it. But anyway, as so far as, you're happy with Yeah, as far as last episodes of seasons go, it was by far better than Deadwood. But then Deadwood but just... Then <laughs> It was yeah. I don't know. When when you look at favorite last episodes, you'd probably have to say the last episode of Buffy. Yeah, Mash. Ma- I was thinking Mash. Was mm-hmm. was that the one where he was on the bus? Yep. And Alan Alder sort of lost freaking his out. shit and he was yeah, freaking it's out over much the chicken movie. It's like a, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that a was chicken. like no, no. He thought it was a baby, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a baby. Was it? I thought yeah, it, no. I thought it was a chicken, and he thought it was a baby. No, no, no. It starts off. He's telling the story. Yeah. He's in a prison, mental hospital. Okay. And it's because they were hiding, and he's talking about this chicken that would not shut up and he's telling the woman to get the chicken to shut up and, oh, okay. she, and she breaks the chicken's neck but it's a baby it was actually a baby Okay. So well, she killed a baby and he's if freaking he's out and he's PSD. Ah. That's why. So that's the first like half hour of the episode. And there then it's the whole shutdown. He goes back to the 4077 and then they all go home because the war ends about eight years after it actually ended. <laughs> like, because the series went for like 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, 12 years. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and the real war only had like three years or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Should we have had spoiler warnings on that? When was the end of MASH? I'll just take it. Take <laughs> helping out. I don't care. <laughs> if you haven't seen MASH since 1980, then, well, yes. But, yeah. And wasn't didn't it set some sort of record? The final of Mash was like the most watched TV thing for like I think so. years and years and years until something. It's definitely there. up there. Yeah, that in a JR like a Dallas episode or something. And exactly, a few other things. And Princess dies funeral or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of other final episodes. Seinfeld was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, I didn't know enough because I know like when the, that last episode, like yeah. the last line referred back to the first episode or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah, I did what I had to do. Yeah, exactly. Closure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than Breaking Bad, I've watched a bit more Sons of Anarchy, so we're Is it now... a replacement? Have they got no Breaking Bad? Well, a few things have started up again in the States, so we're getting a lot of jumping back onto things. Like, there's a new season of Amazing Race we're watching, and... Still have not seen one episode. No, really. 20-something seasons. 23 seasons. not seen yeah. one episode. I'm happy about that. It's getting a, a little bit more contrived now, because I think people know what they're doing, and they know how to manipulate like people. Like second and... season of The Valleys or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like any reality show where they know how to work the show now, which mm. is a bit of a shame. But it's still a bit of fluff. It's not as deep as watching Breaking Bad, but it fills our Monday evening TV watching. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, my wife's happy because Grey's Anatomy's back, so she's been watching that. I've been watching a little bit of True Boat Girls, but I don't really know why, because it's the same joke over and over again. Literally. It's like, oh, set up gag, set up gag. It's like, oh, I'm going to say something that's vaguely sexual. Yeah, um, it's simple. It's just- yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm the same. I, I'm watching it too, but I don't know why. Only because it's there, and mm. I had a habit of I'm grabbing it and watching it while I game. It's not yeah. like I sit down and watch the show. Exactly. It's, it's something I put on while I do something else. But I'm sure there's better stuff out there. Yeah. I, I know there's better stuff well, out there. there is. And what else? I've burnt through another season of Sons of Anarchy, so I'm now starting season four of that, and the horrible Irish accents in season three wasn't enough to throw me, so I'm, okay. I'm still sticking on that. And the fact that they didn't go to Ireland to film the scenes that are meant to be in Ireland, they just put a blue filter over the lens and stayed in California. I'm going to let that slide, and even the fact that Aussie wrestling legend Mad Max Miller was in it, I'll let that go as well. 
So it is. But no, I'm still enjoying Sons of Anarchy. It's, was he playing an American or an Irish? No, he was playing the leader of the Irish mm. chapter. Spoilers. <laughs> it's funny because we were watching it and he's obviously an actor now mm. and he was on screen and my wife's like, I've seen that guy somewhere and I was like, oh, it looks like Mad Max Miller and then jumped on IMDb and there you go, it was. Is he Mad Max Miller? No, he's oh. by his real name, Andy McPhee. Mm. His daughter was in Neighbours, so there is acting in their family. Thespian family. Yes. But yes, I was quite surprised when I was like, oh, it's Mad Max Miller. And it was, so yes. Good on him. But there's also, speaking of shows that have started... New show time. New show. Now, you've watched it, but I haven't. Yes. And it's the new Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have. And Arrow as well has started back, so my geek watching is up which is good start with arrow first it's good to be back i, I like what it, the thing with arrow when we first started the first few episodes were a bit clunky and i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be tough but it got much better towards the end and, and i think i mentioned it before smallville i went through set through all 10 seasons of smallville because i'm a superman nut same sort of rules apply or whatever the, on how they write things yeah and unfortunately, when you go and film in Toronto, I think it's all Canada or somewhere. I think I'm pretty sure it's Toronto, but it's in Canada. Yep. There's 12 actors in Canada. So <laughs> you don't have too many extras. Yep. So everything happens to the main cast. Like Smallville was terrible for this. It's like, all right, here's the big bad villain of the week. Oh, we're going to just happen to happen to Chloe. You know, she, yeah. she just happened to walk across the street and get collected by this villain. It's like, why did it have to be Chloe? Why can't it be someone? How many people are in this town? No one. It's... it's <laughs> It's sort of like, let some, you know, and that's where Buffy was good because, you know, yeah, it would always in. start off with someone else yeah. and they'd investigate. Yeah. You know, it was never, oh, it always happens to Xander. It always happens to Willow. It's just that with Smallville, the crew was so small that it's always contrived that it happens to them. Mm. And Arrow has that same problem, unfortunately. And there's just a little bit of clunky writing. Like, I'm enjoying it and it's fun, but there was a bit where Thea, which is his sister, and her boyfriend, who work at the same nightclub, they have a conversation and the set, the scene is set. There's people dancing. They both walk up to the bar together. She's got a tray. He's got a washcloth or whatever. And she goes, so have you talked to your mum yet? It's like, it's a nightclub. <laughs> it's kicking. They've been there since opening. It's obviously been open a while because the dance floor is full. They haven't mentioned it. They haven't talked to each other. Talked to each other until this point. It just... Little things like that are just, like, really bad. And when you watch things like Breaking Bad, where it's so good and everything is so deliberate, like, every single bit of dialogue, every single bit of plot is so deliberate. Yeah. You see these clunky bits going, oh, for fuck's sake, just try. It's dialogue costs nothing. Yeah. Good dialogue costs nothing. But so speaking of clunkiness in TV, <coughs> TV shows that should know better, mm. I really find watching Glee, the fact that... Glee doesn't... Glee is bipolar. Yeah. The, the, the fact that is. like Rachel and Santana and Kurt are in New York now, yep. and suddenly they're all working in the same diner in New York. Oh, I haven't I've, seen this I just yet. find that really annoying. Well, well, it's convenient. That show is built on selling songs on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it doesn't matter. And it, it admits it's bipolar. I mean, Sue Sylvester made an, <laughs> one comment about how they got a teleport machine to get back and forth from yep. New York to... Where are they? Iowa. Yeah. Utah. Where, where are they? I don't know. So um, they, it's, it's a strange show in that way. It's yeah. very much a fantasy show and they know it. So they'll yep. acknowledge shit like that. Like the dude with the piano just turns up when you need exactly. him. So that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. And I mean, shit, Smallville's better than that. Alien. So I guess you yeah. know, there's no big deal. But it's just good dialogue costs nothing. Yeah. And they could do it. So really like Arrow, the acting's gotten better and all these sort of factors, but it's just it's still got that thing that was a bugbear ad with Smallville. Yeah. Because I suppose Buffy was so good. 
that Smallville yeah. is sort of like a poor man's Buffy in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I'll stick with Arrow because I'm really enjoying that. And the other across the pond of comic companies is Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, speaking uh, of Buffy and Josh Whedon. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a bit of a tie. It fucking feels exactly like a Joss Whedon show. Yeah. It's Firefly. It's Buffy. Yeah. It's you got and your crew. They're all quippy and they're all very clever and they've got their funny one liners and they do all that. It's very much a Joss Whedon show. Yeah. Agent Colson's great. No, he's the only name actor in it, though, isn't he? Uh, that I know of, yeah. Yeah. And no one else from the greater Marvel universe is in it. Wow. Well, okay. well you, right. there's a cameo. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking. The fact that it's Josh Whedon, it's the same production behind the Avengers and that sort of stuff. They could try and bring things in. The thing is, Arrow worked because it's small. It's set in one town and it's one vigilante with no powers. It's sort of filmed small and things like that. It it feels good. Yeah. This is global. Okay. So basically, it's set. They're a team. Agent Coulson runs it. He's got Fitzsimmons, and that's a character called Fitz, and another one called Simmons. (laughs) And they're the techs. You know, one's biology and one's science-y and stuff, and they're, yep. like, super brains. There's the super kick-ass agent guy who doesn't need a team, but he's joined the team, so he's a bit like, I don't need a team. But he's, like, the super agent. You've got the cavalry, which is... The, she drives the bus, and the bus is this giant big fuck-off plane, and okay. that's their mobile... You know, the Command centre. Command centre. So they'll fly to where they need to go. Oh, I've got to go to Thailand. Let's go. So she's an agent in that way. And then they've got this girl who was very Whedon, every Whedon female character. She's that young, spunky, quippy girl. And she sort of runs a conspiracy theory website out of her van. And they sort of recruit her because sort of keep them real in a way. So that's the team. Yeah. And it's Agent Coulson's team and they go off and they do their things. Now, we've watched the first two episodes and it's fine. But the problem is it's a big scale show as opposed to Arrow where it's small. This is big. So they're flying around the world doing all their things. And it looks small okay. because it's filmed in California. Yeah. It's, you know, it's green screened. It's all that sort of... Because they don't have the budget of yeah, Avengers. Well, exactly. I understand. I totally understand why. But unfortunately, it's set in the same universe as the Avengers and it just doesn't look as good. And, mm, you know, the acting's not as good because they're not, yeah. you know, they're TV actors. Yeah. And I guess there's this, this constraints. Yeah. So plot-wise, you've got 44 minutes to tell a story. They can't use certain characters because, obviously, you don't want to go and say, oh, we've got this really cool Prowler story. Not that Prowler's a good character. But if they go and use him up in this, they yeah. can't use him yeah. later and that. So you don't want to go and do... Because I, I thought there'd be a Luke Cage Power Man. Oh, okay. You know, bring him in or whatever. But it's like... Yeah. That's a really potential good character yeah. to do a movie out of, so you don't want to ruin it or screw the pooch by using him in that, and then all of a sudden go, oh, we're going to make a movie out of him. And then it's like, oh, but we'd rather use the rock in it, not yeah, exactly. gun from Angel, yeah. <laughs> and all that sort of thing. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And I didn't realise, but I haven't gone back and watched a lot of Whedon, but I remember talking to Jace about it. Yeah. And he goes... It always takes half a season to kick in. Yeah. Like, you go back and watch the first season of Buffy and first few episodes of Firefly, and it's like, Firefly? I thought that was good from the start. And he goes, God, no, go back and watch. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. So, we're still two episodes in. Yeah. And it's all, okay, is it good or is it not? Now, Joss Whedon is involved with this show, but it's his brother, Jed, who's sort of like the showrunner. So I don't know how much Joss is in... Like, he's off getting ready for Avengers 2, so he doesn't have time to do this. Apparently, I heard that, like, first episode, yes, he wrote. 
then he went away and they had to get him back to sort of fix a little bit. So I don't know if it's got legs. Like, I hope it does. It's going to be an expensive show. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it needs something. I mean, the characters, I mean, the actors are fine, but they're not great yet. Yeah. But I guess if I go back and watch the first season of Buffy, they're probably not Yeah, there wasn't any name actors in... But I don't think the performances probably weren't there yet either. So I don't think Xander was ready off the bat, or Willow definitely was not there until a few seasons in. So I'm willing to give it a shot, but yeah, I'm just not Hmm. expecting a lot because you you want the Avengers and it just isn't. That's a shame. Well, I've, I've got them sitting on the planner on my Foxtel waiting to watch, so I probably will get round to that. I don't know. It's, yeah. But other than small screen watching, big screen, Mitch? Yes. Guess where I've been? <laughs> the Aster? The Aster, yes. Yes, now this time, it was to see what for years I had was my favourite movie. And then, I don't know, I got pretentious and put my head up my own ass and said, oh no, Fight Club's much better and Vertigo's a good film and Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock's a genius. No, it was the Blues Brothers. I grew up loving the Blues Brothers. Yep. And haven't seen it for a while, to be honest. And they showed it at the Aster, which is great. And yep. I've seen it on the big screen a couple of times because the Valhalla, which is a revival of cinema that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately, yep. used to play it once a month, I think yeah, it was. it used to be the first Friday of the month or something And like that. people get up on stage and reenact it and throw bread around, do all those sort of things. So yep. I've seen it a couple of times in that capacity, and it's great. Now, it was that, again, those people who used to do that, they did this at the Astor. Plus, as part of the Melbourne Festival, John Landis was out here. They did a retrospective on him. So it was not only Blues Brothers on the big screen with all the fun and shenanigans, plus a Q&A with John Landis, the director, at the end. Awesome. It was awesome. Only stupid thing is, Dan Aykroyd was in town, not four days later, yep. shilling his vodka. Exactly. No one made the phone call? No. No one said, oh, look, um... <laughs> Why are you here? We'll throw you an extra couple of grand. And, and just yeah. go and fucking say hello. It's just like, yeah. So, anyway, stupid. But, yeah, great. And it just reminded me, I do love that movie. It is awesome. Yeah. And it, but it's crazy, because I'm watching there, knowing there's a Q&A afterwards, and I'm sort of watching, going, oh, what would I ask? And the more I'm watching the movie, going, what the fuck were they making? Because yeah, exactly. it is a bizarre film. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it, it totally makes sense in its own self, but I've yeah. watched it that much that it just is what it is but what about a hard sell like you're watching this thing and this is bizarre they got a supercar the illinois nazis the you know yeah exactly <laughs> and john landis they sort of he sort of mentioned that he goes that's crazy that film <laughs> like he sort of knew and it's a massive cast isn't it it's like not only is it musically a massive cast but some of the cameos that are in it well you got frank cause you're steven spielberg yeah. steve lawrence um carrie fisher yeah <laughs> Twiggy. Twiggies, yes. <laughs> John Candy is and then the... Okay. And then there's... Oh, and it's got the, the chief from 21 Jump Street. You broke my watch. <laughs> <laughs> but musically, it's amazing. Like, yep. The people they got for the bands. And John actually talked about it. Yeah. And I... Because I grew up... No, it existed when I grew up. So yep. I didn't really have any concept apart from it just being awesome. Was there were characters that John and Dan came up with when they were doing Second City or... I think, they, yeah, Second City. And they were driving back and forth and John... Dan got John into blues music. Okay. And they started going to bars and all this sort of stuff. And really got into it, came up with the Blues Brothers characters. Now, they wanted to do the characters on Saturday Night Live. It was becoming the biggest show on telly. It was just new. Yep. And they're going, oh, I got this idea for Blues Brothers. And Lorne Michaels just said, no, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he goes, no. And Dan Aykroyd was engaged to Carrie Fisher at the time, which I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that either. No. And she was the guest on Saturday Night Live, and she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want the Blues Brothers to perform. And didn't happen. And Lorne goes, all right, and he put them in bumblebee suits, and they performed in bumblebee suits. So it wasn't quite the same thing. Then Steve Martin, in one of his many appearances on the show, he goes, I want the Blues Brothers to perform. So that's how they actually came out and performed, was because Steve Martin requested it on the show so they were a thing on the show so they got a recording contract out of that because someone saw it saying oh that's really good let's let's record an album yeah similar because it's the same guy in the movie that goes i used to bounce back here in the day there's a drop shit behind the um the drums he goes that that guy can't act because he's not an actor he's actually a radio guy record producer guy (laughs) and that's him but yeah so they got a recording deal out of it so they recorded an album saturday night was the biggest show on television Yep. And Animal House gets made. And they've tied John Belushi to Pitcher Deal. Yep. They wanted to get a few other actors in and they couldn't get it. But they got John Belushi. He, he was filming Saturday Night Live and that at the same time. So he was doing something like 16 hours of travel to get from this New York to where they were filming Animal House. Then okay. back again, just back and forth constantly for weeks. Yep. I wonder we got a drug problem. Anyway... <laughs> But at that time, he was clean, apparently. So that came out. Animal House came out. Number one movie in America. Yep. Saturday Night Live, number one TV show in America. Yeah. They released the Blues Brothers album. It's the number one album. Well, okay. Platinum Selling album. And they're going, fuck, what are we doing? You know, we've got this commodity here. Yeah. We've got him signed to a deal. What are we going to do? And they go to John. It's like, oh, can we make a Blues Brothers movie? And they go, yes. Can you deliver it in six months? Yes. <laughs> so they had no <laughs> script, no plot. And that was put together in six months. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a really cool story. Like, I mean, it was great Q&A. Like, he's a really good speaker. And I spoke to a friend of mine, and he's he's not a big fan. So he goes, oh, I don't think much of him. But he is a great raconteur. Yeah. And Kevin Pollack does a podcast. And apparently it's a very long, like, two and a half, three hour long interview with him. And it's great. Oh, okay. Like, he's just a really good storyteller. So I'll be hunting that down. Hmm. And he's also the father of Max Landis. But his son directed Chronicle. Oh, okay. And he's got a bunch of other movies. And he's got a lot of YouTube clips out there where he'd tell you how he'd make an Avengers movie or how he'd make the Death of Superman movie and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's him with a glass of scotch talking for like 25 minutes saying, and then this happens, then this happens. Quite, check, check them out as well. So that was my Aster Adventures this time. So yeah, really, really cool. Well, I haven't really watched much this month. The only thing I've watched is based on a recommendation film from you because you saw it on the plane on the way over to the States. Yes. And that was The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger and his comeback movie and i really enjoyed it it's really good yeah i didn't have very high expectations neither did i i just put it on on the plane it's like oh yeah this will do but it really was your old-timey action film but a good one though yeah like because you can go back and watch some of those even a lot of arnie movies yeah aren't that good no like it's just like ooh, this is a bit bad but this is a really good action film it was well put together it was kind of the premise is just out there doesn't matter the little town sheriff is going to stop this massive cartel drug lord from driving through his town but no it was it was good and the fact that it did have name actors in as well i think helped it wasn't just you know nobody's but it was arnie it was louis guzman um, yeah forrest whitaker and even johnny knoxfield wasn't too bad in he sort of plays the same characters he did in walking tall i thought yeah but anyway, he just Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I so, thought the effects in it were good. I thought the action the car chase, were good. Which we won't say how, but it's a unique chase. I've not seen one like that. Yeah. And it was executed really well. I thought it was well directed and the pacing was good. The humor was good and the action. And as you pointed out, a lot, a lot more violent. Yeah, it was than- <laughs> full on. There was like, you know, arms and legs flying around in one second. Yeah, but no, I really enjoyed it. And I, just, again, I, you said to me, don't read anything. Don't look at anything before you watch it. Just go and watch it. So I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to 
say I recommend it. Go and watch it. Yeah. So if you like your Fast and Furious movies and things like that, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's that same level of oh, this is enjoyable. And they did take it to another level, didn't they? It was kind of like they did their bit, and then it was like, where's this going to go? And then it went further, and it was good. And Arnie's good. And the fact that Arnie was, you know, he was the old man, and he made reference to the fact that he was an old man. Mm. He I mean, it wasn't the Arnie from Expendables 2, thank God. Yeah, oh, that was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. But no, <laughs> Sorry, John. I, I really enjoyed it. So that's good. But yes. So last so, damn people, that's that's our fast five of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Whatever. Couple, did it come out last year and it oh. just took us a while? No, it would have been this year. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, so yes, we mentioned that you watched that on the plane on the way to the States. I did. Give us a bit of a rundown of your trip to the States. Well, the States, the, the trip for me was my, it's midlife crisis. Yep. I'm turning 40 next month. Yep. And I wanted to go to Disneyland. That was, that was my coping. <laughs> so that's why we went. It was like purely. So got a friend, lived over there. So that's great. We had accommodation. And timing-wise between my school and my wife's school and everything, we didn't have much time. I would have loved to have gone up. I've got another friend in San Francisco and I've never been to San Francisco and I would have loved to have seen that. Just couldn't fit it all in. If I wanted yep. to do Disneyland, I couldn't do it all. So it's all right. Let's make this purely LA-based yep. and do what we can. So I've... I think I've done LA now. Like I did all the stuff I wanted to do, which is the, the theaters, uh, the theme parks is Disneyland. I didn't do any of the Knott's Breeze or Six Flags. Like yep. I'm not a huge rides fan. I wanted to go to Disneyland. So, so. Um, well, that's the thing. Disneyland's not just about the rides. Well, the it? rides aren't, if you want rides, don't go to Disneyland. They're good, but they're not what you want. If you want the big scary rides and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Disney, Movie World's got better stuff. Okay. Really. I mean, as far as scares. Yeah. But Disneyland is essentially split into two parks. There's Disneyland, which is the original park, and yep. over the road is California Adventure. Okay. You can go to just one. We've got a park hopper, so we can go back and forth. And California Adventure is brand new. Well, not brand new, but it's mostly new. And it's got it's got a roller coaster that does a loop-de-loop, so that's the scariest thing you're going to get. Okay. But you've got big, big tires where you go in the water down the rapids and all that sort of stuff. And it's got a Cars ride, which is pretty cool, and Bugs Life. And there's a lot more modern Pixar-y sort of yep. things. So that's fun, but there was no nostalgia there. Like it was fun. I walked through it and I didn't. It was fun. Okay. But what I loved on the recommendation, I stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, oh, okay. which it costs a lot more than the. There's plenty of hotels over the road and around it. Yeah. But we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel because a friend said, do it, it's part of the experience. So we did, and it's true. It cost a little bit more, but it was worth it. And it's an old 1950s, 60s hotel, but it's done up, so it still looks good. Yeah, but it has a old look to it, and it was great. Like the experience, the staff are so good, and it just feels special. You have got a big envelope with your tickets on it, and your your tickets like a credit card with your name printed on it. That's your ticket to get into Disneyland, oh, and everything. Cool. It just everything feels special, like yep. hotel. So we were enough. We were upgraded, but the room we happened to get was facing east, which is where the park was. Yeah. So, and we were on the edge. So we had like full panoramic view. Not, we couldn't see the park. We're a bit too far from the park for that. Yeah. But you could see the top of Matterhorn and top of Bear County or whatever. Oh, okay. So you could sort of see the bits of the park. Yeah. And then you had Studio City Walk, which is, you walk through this shopping districty thing to get to Disneyland. So we're just there. It was just magical. Okay. Really good. So, so yeah, California Adventure was fine, but Disneyland for me was special because I've grown up reading the golden books, watching Wonderful World of Disney, seeing things set at Disneyland yeah. for years. So to actually be there and actually see the castle, see the statue of Walt, see Tomorrowland. Yeah. It was just like, I'm here. I'm actually here. This is awesome. awesome. So it was, it was kind of emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was really, it was, I okay. loved it. Like, it, it, yeah. 
Hard to say. It was weird. I didn't buy. I bought a Star Wars hoodie. <laughs> I had to buy something, and there was nothing I wanted because it's all got that fucking mouse on it. But Disney owns Star Wars now, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And Marvel. I was hoping for more yeah. Marvel stuff, but no. But yeah, I I don't like Mickey. Okay. And everything's got fucking Mickey on it. There's a really nice logoed stuff there. That's like, oh, and it was the D from Disneyland. Yeah. And fifty five was when it opened. Okay. It was a really good logo. I was like, oh, that's all right. Just that, and on the back, big fucking Mickey. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Just stop putting Mickey on everything. No one cares about Mickey anymore. No, but, well, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. is, is he still relevant? Well, I don't know. You've got kids. Well, they know who Mickey is. Well, he must be relevant. Yeah, exactly. They, they watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Well, there you go. So it so. is. So, yeah, I love that. So the fact that I went over, that would have been enough. Yeah. But our first day when we were there, Jace drove us around. He goes, you need sun, otherwise you get jet lag, so we're going to do stuff until you fall. So, okay. And I wanted to go to Griffiths Park. Yeah. Which is the Griffiths Park Observatory, which you may know from Rebel Without a Course. Or the Rush film clip with Keanu Reeves and Paula Abdul where they recreate Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. Or Sam Witwick, he talks to Optimus Prime on the top of the observatory. Plenty of movies have been filmed at Simpsons this observatory. have done references to it as well in the, okay. the Simpsons video game. Like, <laughs> Professor Frink lives in the observatory. <laughs> and MacGyver yep. lives in the observatory as well. So, I mean, it's again, quite famous. there's got to be a lot of references to movies and TV shows now. So, yeah. so that's really cool. So, I went and saw that. And from there, you can see the Hollywood sign. So, you get pictures of the Hollywood sign. So, it's like, I'm in Hollywood, fuckers. So, we did that. Then... We went to Man's Chinese Theatre or Groomer's Chinese Theatre and you see all the Hollywood squares. <laughs> not, not just a Chinese man's theatre. <laughs> yeah. And you see all the, like the hand, palm prints and the concrete and everything. Yep. And this is actually before we went to the Griffiths thing. So yep. first place we go was there and TV crew and I'm looking at this dude and I was like, that's that red-headed kid who, the YouTube sensation who talks about gingers having souls. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's that kid. <laughs> and <Awesome>. he's Mima. <laughs> So I was like, okay, <laughs> this is LA, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, so I don't know if you don't know, there's Google, redheads have souls. Is it gingers have souls? Gingers have yeah. souls. And you get this strange kid, and then he's Mimar as this other YouTube sensation who does racist rants in on the porch. <laughs> so they were being followed around by a camera crew in, okay. in LA. So I dare say, reality show they're being filmed for. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that was my start. So we did that. The next day we learned how to drive, which was, I'm glad we did. So if you're going to America and you think, I'll just get around with public transport. No. Well, especially in LA. LA, no. Yeah. Everywhere else, I think it'd be fine. LA, no, you need to drive. So well, when I say we learned how to drive, my wife learned how to drive because I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision in my head of turning the wrong way and plowing into a car. So yep. it's just like, no, no, no. Yeah, she did really well. She drove. So the next day we went to Camarillo Factory Outlets, which yep. is big. It's like an hour out of town and just this big factory outlet place. And, eh, did all right. I didn't buy a lot. I thought I'd buy more, but eh, I didn't know what I wanted. And then that um, Friday night we went to Kevin Smith's podcast recording. So okay. he does one called Hollywood Babylon with yep. Ralph Garman. Yeah. So when that's at like a comedy club they film it, recorded at. So we went there and Jace actually sent an email, like they have a shout out section. So he oh, sent okay. an email to them and Kevin wished me a happy birthday. And, awesome. And talked about Aussie Rules because it was at the same time as the Aussie Rules Grand Final. Yeah. And I had to choose between finding the Grand Final to watch somewhere in America or watch Hollywood Babylon. So Jace actually made reference to that saying there's a thing. So Ralph and Kevin were joking about Aussie Rules football. They got their own rules of football. He goes, what do you do? <laughs> Kick the ball and... <laughs> <laughs> and it comes back really low score. So, yeah. So That's that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, so that, that was great. And he said hello to us. And, and he's as fat in person as he looks on television. And just don't. Um, 
So that was the Friday. The Saturday was grand final day. Well, Saturday there it had already been on, but I stayed off social media and we used the on the AFL app and we watched the game through the Apple TV on the big screen. So Jace he invited a bunch of friends over and we had a barbecue and I bought cheesels and savoury shapes <laughs> and Tim Tams and all these Australian foods over and um, they were very happy. Like one of his friends was like, they didn't understand the game, but they loved it. They thought this is fun and how hard are they hitting? The thing I think they were impressed the most were cheesels. Like they were all like, can we get these from Amazon? How do we get these? <laughs> so that was a bit of fun. Sunday went to Venice Beach and didn't stand in dog shit, so I didn't have a fight with Jason Siegel, so that was good. <laughs> it was quite funny. I was talking to my wife for saying, oh, because she's not one to pick movies. Like yep. this is how one where. And I said, oh, you know, I love you, man. Yeah. It's like, this is where, and literally like 20 seconds after I said that, there was like a poster at a bar saying, they filled it in here. So I was like, did you go get a fish taco? No. Oh. So that, that was cool. And then that night, we actually went to the Harmontown podcast recording. So Dan Harmon, creative community, which was funny because it was the actual night at the finale of Breaking Bad. So yep. it was the lowest attended episode of <laughs> Harmontown because everyone was watching that. So made for an interesting episode. You heard it. Yeah. It's, it's a strange one. Like, it was hard. I, I dragged my wife along to it, and she's never listened to one before. And she goes, what are we seeing exactly? It's like, he's a drunken, self-destructive genius who just talks shit. And he did. And he certainly did in that episode. <laughs> yes. It, it was entertaining, but it was it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but she enjoyed it, thank God, because it was um, definitely an interesting one. Mm. And then Disneyland for the next two days on that. Yep. And then I uh, went to Frank and Son, which I, I, I talked to Matt from Comics R Us in Melbourne saying, what should I do in LA? And it's very much, this is my midlife crisis trip. Everything we're doing so far is for me, goddammit. Yeah. So thank you to my wife for um, indulging me. <laughs> Can we just jump back a second? You yeah. went to the Harmontown podcast, which yes. is filmed in Nerd Melt, Nerd Melt, which is in the back of Meltdown back of a Comics. Comic shop. Yes. Was it as good as everyone says it is, Meltdown? Uh, I used to be excited, thinking, oh, I'm going to go to an American comic shop. Because my first one was when I went to Hawaii. Yeah, I'm in America. I'm going to go to a comic shop. Now, it's a Hawaiian comic shop. And it was like, oh, not as good as what we've got at home. Okay. And now I've been to America a couple of times and I've found comic shops wherever I go and they're all kind of the same. We're quite good here in Australia. We're very lucky that they're good. It's big. Yeah. It's sparse as in it's a big space, but they don't fill it with everything. So it actually feels nice. And they've got plenty of things, but there's nothing now that we can't get. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. I wasn't blown away. Golden Apple Comics in New York is probably a more impressive shop, I think, because it's two stories, and then that's sort of full. Like, they've yeah. filled everything they can. But yeah, it was lovely. Okay. But All Star here is just as just good. Just as good. Minotaur's got just as much stuff. Okay. Yeah, so talking to Matt from Comics R Us, he goes, go to Frank and Son. I was like, what is it? He goes, it's like Armageddon, but it's every week. I was okay. like, what do you mean? He goes, now, I don't know if anyone from anyone Melbourne based might know. Oh, not the Vic Market, but more the Pipeworks or something like that. Yeah. It's a market. So you've got permanent stalls, but they're stalls. So there's not a, it's tables and stuff yep. that you can sort of lock down. But if you go from a, every six weeks, it might be something different in that stall. So they're not permanent structures, but it depends on how you set it up. But it's geek-based, essentially. So you've got sports memorabilia, collectible card games, comics, action figures... Awesome. All this sort of stuff. So there's a stall after stall after stall in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. it's literally, it's like we drove probably 45 minutes out to industry town or something, what they call it. 
City of Industry. City of Industry. And it's in an old warehouse with a distribution sort of thing. So it's got those, you know, where you've got factories where you've got the roller doors like all next to each other and yeah. a, a truck backs up to it. It's got yeah. that height level. Yeah, there's probably like eight, nine doors okay. where trucks will back into. But inside this is this market. Yeah, and it's open every Saturday and Wednesday. So we went on the Wednesday and it's open from three till nine and we got there at eight. So we got there a bit late, but it was in, so not all the stores were open. So I could, it'd be crazy on a Saturday. Yeah, imagine. So I ended up spinning well over a hundred dollars on just two action figures, but hey, <laughs> fuck it. I'm not having to pay postage. So it was yeah. all good. But yeah, they had new comics, old comics and pins or whatever. There was one booth that wasn't open, but there was a WrestleMania poster and it was, you could see it was signed by Hogan and Flair and Piper and all this sort of stuff. So oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so glad that wasn't open. Yeah, exactly. It's just bizarre, but on weekends they actually have signings and stuff there. So yeah. unfortunately, Sonny from the WWF was there the week before. I wasn't there for that, but yep. yeah, they have exports people, shitty actors, you know, from one episode of Star Trek or something. Okay. Yeah. It's just this weird thing, but that's, that's LA for you. It's just, these things exist. Yeah, well, because I guess a lot of celebrities are local and they just haven't got anything better to do. They just rock up. Yeah, so it, w- it would be crazy. And I'm, I couldn't imagine that room full of sweaty fans on California Heat. <laughs> it would be crazy. So we were there at 8 o'clock on a, did a speed run. And that, I mean, in an hour, we I literally sped through everything yep. and didn't have time to look properly at everything. And not uh, probably... Not even three quarters open. Yeah. Good on you, LA, for being what you are. Then, sorry if I'm boring anyone. It's my fucking midlife crisis. <laughs> this is my therapy. Next day, I went to Universal Studios, which is, again, something I've been wanting to see ever since Arnold Jackson from Different Strokes nearly got blown up in that car, but was saved by David Hasselhoff because they were filming Night Rider. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to see that goddamn shark. And I did. And it was great. I thought that was in Florida, the shark. Maybe they're doing it both. Well, oh, there's a couple of universals around. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah. There's one in Singapore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the shark's there. That's great. Is that when they filmed The Wiz? Wasn't it the deal he was going to Universal Studios to get his Nintendo World Championships? Oh, The Wizard. The Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Michael Jackson. No, not The Wizard. The Wizard. <laughs> uh, could be. Yeah, I think that was Universal Studios okay. as well. So, yeah. Um, and it, it's fine. Like... Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be more of a studio, but it's definitely a theme park. Okay. It's attached to a studio. And the, even the studio tour has a theme parky bit in it where mm. you they literally get attacked and thrown around by King Kong. It's pretty awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like you go driving around in your trolley, what they call a trolley, and you drive into a hangar sort of thing. Doors yeah. closed, it's pitch black. Next thing you know, put on your 3D glasses. Okay, you put them on. And then it's got these concave screens on either side of the, your trolley. Yeah. And this 3D projection of a jungles around you. Then you hear, and you look over and there's fucking dinosaurs coming one way. It's like, shit. And the trolley starts <laughs> shaking. And then you hear, roar from the other side. And you've got a fucking King Kong on the other side of the truck. And they're jumping around and you're being thrown around. It's, it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's part of the just the tour of yeah. going around. So that was all right. There was a Transformers ride, which is very good. But a lot of rides now, I guess, space uh, factors. Yeah. Because, again, 3D glasses. You get in a cart or whatever, and you drive around for a bit, and then you pull up at a screen. Yeah. But it's a 3D projection on the screen. So, like this broken wall, and you're looking through, and there's this desolate cityscape in front of you. Okay. And then Optimus and Megastron start fighting in front of you. Yeah. And you have the 3D glasses, so it looks all... Okay. It looks pretty good. 
and then you fight. Oh, shit, we just get out of here. You back up and move around a bit, and then you pull up to another screen and another bit fights, and then Megatron Pretty wins cool. for a bit, then picks you up and starts shaking you around, and you're like shaking. And it's really well designed, but it's not like a roller coaster now. This yeah. is an interactive ride, I suppose. Yeah. And that was really, really good. So that was fun. And The Simpsons had... It's a, it a weird ride. Like, it's almost like an episode. Like, they've filmed an episode. Did Well, I don't know. You're, you're The Simpsons guy. Yeah. Is there a theme park in an episode when Sideshow Bob they escapes? They go to Krusty... They're each in Scratchy Land in one, and the robots go nuts. That's early on. No, it's not that. No, I think they must have written yeah. this for Oh, okay. Us. So you're in the queue, and you're watching they an episode to- essentially play, and you're in Krusty World, and Sideshow Bob escapes, and he's going to oh, okay. kill you. So it's all part of that. So you get in, you wait, you go and queue up at a door, you go inside, and it's like, okay, and then you get more video of them and what you have to do. And it's sort of like, okay. So I think it's going to be a roller coaster. Yeah, of some sort probably similar to the Transformers one and you get in and you race like you get in the, your car and then you think you're going to go forward you don't you go up so you go up out of this little room and yeah. then all of a sudden you're in essentially an IMAX curved screen it's a massive screen a couple of stories tall yeah. and wide and it's just projected on there the 3D play out of you know Side Joe Bob's trying to kill the Simpsons okay. and you're on this roller coaster so you start off on the roller coaster and you're moving up and down yeah. just on the spot but you're moving up and down in line yeah. with the video yeah. but it's amazing 3D graphics I mean okay. you're just going around he blows yeah. up the roller coaster so you get flown off here and you go landing on all these other things and I think every character from the Simpsons is in there somewhere awesome. like if you're a Simpsons fan you will yeah. get so much out of it it's a really effective ride but it's not your typical yeah. ride it's sort of like again some sort of interactive experience but really funky so oh, okay so that was really cool, universal. And, and we saw a group of people when we finished. Like, oh, what's going on here? It's like, oh, it's a red carpet at the cinemas. It's like, oh, okay. And it was the premiere of The Walking Dead. So the cast of The Walking Dead were there. It's like, okay. oh, LA. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I've never watched the show, but everyone was excited about Daryl. So I guess that means anything. People like Daryl. So that was cool. There you go. And then um, Sarah Silverman rocked up. So oh, like, well. oh, a, bit more, <laughs> a bit more celebrity spotting for us. So that was kind of cool. Uh, next day, I did some Warner Brothers tour, which is not a theme park at all. It's literally a working studio and you take a trolley ride through the sets and okay. all that. So yeah, yeah that, that was. Sorry? Anything exciting they were filming? No, they're getting ready for Pretty Little Eyes. Okay. Mm, that's yeah. But really, I mean, I love my movies, so that was really cool. I'm walking through this. We walked through one house set, yeah. and the, these steps that we use when Ross was coming down the stairs in Friends when oh, okay. he was going to do out of the prom with Rachel and blah blah blah. And you look at these steps, and it's like that's the steps from Sixteen Candles from oh, okay. not another team movie. It's just they've used this for yeah. any double story <laughs> set for a house. Pretty much would be that. So, I mean, it was kind of funky to be yeah. there. And they go, oh, that's Elvira's house from the movie. It's like, <gasps> that got me excited. Um, <laughs> and we were in the town square from the Music Man. It's like, that's pretty fucking cool, yeah, too. It is pretty cool. It's, it's amazing. So, for me, that was great. And I'm probably going to see that town square in everything now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. So, it was very movie-orientated in that's that great. way. Essentially, yeah, that was pretty much the trip. Like, it was very self-indulgent. Very movie and LA-related, but yeah. I don't care. I had a ball and I can get old now. Exactly. Well, it's not every year you turn 40, is it? Well, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so thank you for indulging me as well by listening to all that shit. Yes. No, I, I'm sure some people out there will enjoy it. Well, hopefully most people will. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> so, yeah. And on top of that, you came back to Melbourne and then we indulged in a bit of nostalgia by going to see Deaf Effects last weekend We did. Well. <laughs> that was nostalgic. Yes. I just feel so old. Yeah, I felt all right. For a change, I actually went to a gig and I looked around and thought, I'm not the oldest person <laughs> in this crowd. 
And yeah, Fiona Horn's what forty seven, and she still looks she pretty looked good. Looked great. Yeah. Fell over at one stage. But <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Kept singing. Didn't stop singing. <laughs> no, but no, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Yes. But no, that, that's probably enough of a travel log. Yes. But we will tie next month episode into you turning 40 and we'll we'll milk this for as much as it's worth. Fuck, I know I will. <laughs> and I think we're going to go back and we're going to watch some movies that we enjoyed when we were younger. Now, we did our previous episode earlier in the year of movies, Did They Still Hold Up from When We mm. Were Kids? We're now going to do more of a teenage theme. Coming of age? Or Coming teenage? of age, yeah. Well, oh. movies we watched when we were teens and early 20s, when we were back in the 90s, mm. and we're now going to see if they still hold up. And you mentioned 16 Candles. I think that might actually be no, one of the ones we try and watch. Sure. But yeah, we might come up with a list of, of those sort of teen-type movies that we watched when we were kids and try and give a bit of a run of those and see if they still hold up and milk your 40th for as much <laughs> as it's worth. Yes. Yes. Well, hopefully you are still with us after all that, and hopefully you'll come back next month. Yes, I won't talk about the trip ever again much. No, <laughs> you'll just live it in your memories. Yeah. Alrighty, well, you know where to find us, and if you don't, we are the Massive Attack Podcast on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Facebook as facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. The MA Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a comment. Or look for us on Xbox on Pandora, because we'll be Borderlands yeah, exactly. 2 for a while. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month. See you next time. Bye.